Hello and welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. I'm Walter and as always I am joined by Emily. Hey. And as half the time joined by Zach. Hey. That, that is a well-constructed sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are coming to you in the middle of the month to once again of course talk about One Piece. As We are now just about halfway through. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, almost probably as close as we're going to get to yeah, by, exactly 50-50. Yeah, by by the next recording, we'll be over halfway through. A bit, yeah. Um, yeah. So we are reading, we are covering up to uh, chapter 500 today. Uh, so finishing up Thriller Bark, which we started last time, and getting a few chapters into the uh, Sabaody Archipelago. Yeah, so... I just want to let everyone know it's it's weird. It's actually pronounced Shabandi. That's right. You told it, me that. Before. It's okay if you pronounce it that way. It's it, you wouldn't know this Shabon. unless you knew Portuguese. But there's part of the word for that means soap in Salboni. Uh, so, Shabon, like uh, Shabon, well, Shabon. We'll get into that. I yeah, guess. but um, it, I don't know why it's anglicized that way because it's in the anime they say Shabandi. But anyway, that's that's the reason it's called that. If anyone was curious, but. So Salvaudi, Shabandi, people know what you mean. Shabandi, Shabandi. I will only make that mistake several times. In Ang- Anglicizations of of <laughs> manga names, Japanese yeah. like, have never have never been confusing or problematic before oh, ever. So totally, yeah. So we can forgive this one. <laughs> Japanese yeah. plus Portuguese. So yes, interesting. Well, I mean, it it, it is right, just right. a Portuguese word, but right. yeah. So. Yeah, we're we're starting off uh, with the second kind second of, half, like yeah, to, to third of uh, Thriller Bark. Thriller Bark, uh, beginning with well, I guess last time ended with uh, Ors the giant kind of being released to wreak havoc. Um, it, it kind of just freed itself, and then Gekko like, Moria was right. like, "Hmm, He's okay." Just like, eh. He'll he'll, <laughs> he'll uh, wear himself out a bit, and you know soon be under my full control yeah his logic was that was that the the shadow would eventually come under his control which yeah which did happen i'll just let him run wild and like destroy a bunch of shit just destroy thriller bark yeah yeah he didn't seem sink, sink my island ship it is a huge ship well they do call it the biggest ship in the world it may as well just be an island right here, right so so yeah we we kind of stopped at a weird place it was it was kind of hard to find an exactly halfway point to stop, but it was right as the fight with Ryuma, the uh, skeleton uh, samurai yes. was about to start with Zoro. And this is, I don't think this is like one of the like best fights ever. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not like a uh, top five Zoro moment. <laughs> no, though that actually there is one of those in this part we read. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a fun fight. I mean, it doesn't last very long. No. But so it it does kind of give you a little lore name drops, like the the actual body. So it's confusing if you if you remember from last time the right, the body the inha- is inhabited by the Brook shadow. shadow. So it's Brook's soul in there, but the body is a samurai from Wano, a famous samurai, which Walter was about to tell us some more. I think from an SBS about this character. Uh, Isn't he based on, on another a character Oda story? from? Yeah, from a different Oda story. I think it was like from a very early manga yeah, he did. Yeah, 
Man, that reminds me, there is, there's like a collection of like pre-One Piece Oda one-shots that mm -hmm. has never come to the States, and I'm really surprised that Viz has never yeah, that is, that. That is pretty yeah. surprising. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if like, just like, yeah, do, especially for like shonen manga, Maybe just like the brands are just so strong compared to like you, you know the uh, creators themselves. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. they just don't. Maybe they don't think, even though it has Oda's name on it, and he's you know one of the most successful in the world. I don't. Yeah, one of the most successful yeah. comic creators in the world. Right. I, I think. Yeah. I think they've actually, or I think Viz either has or is about to release something similar for Toriyama works. So maybe yes, we might get yes, something that. like that soon. Um, but think, weirdly, I think it's yeah. been localized in Germany. Um, the, the Oda one has, because um, I've seen it around. But yeah. isn't, isn't Germany the only other place where Billy Bats localized too? That are a solid... I don't know that. I know Billy Bats in Spanish. So I can oh, no, I think, it, I think Spanish it. is what I was thinking of. Spanish, yeah. yeah. It's definitely in Spanish, but yeah, Billy Bats. Sad localization story for English speakers, but hey. Story being that they're once again being very, very cautious about like copyright trademark matters and probably more than necessary. Never say never. Whatever. One day, one day. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the fight, I, like I said, I thought it was a fine, you know. Yeah, and Zoro gets a sword, which I'm, I, I, was that the sword that broke? I didn't follow that very well. Did anyone else follow that? So the one that. I, so a sword of his like broke and he stuck it in the ground at the end of the arc. I don't think that was this. No, one. it's oh, not because oh, this, gotcha. this okay. one is important later. Right. Okay, they, they, I was they, like Zach will know about the sword. Like, <laughs> yeah, Zach is the sword master. I'm the sword. Yeah, yeah. No, th this sword that he gets here plays a role in a later arc. Yeah, I, th I think it's just like one of his other swords broke because it's like, well, now he has a fourth okay. sword. He only needs three swords. So Four sword style just, just doesn't... It's like, okay, it's it would be cool to just have a sword break. Um, yeah, yeah. And it is cool. It is always cool. It is cool. Happens. Yeah, and um, so we also find out that Hogback is a bigger pervert than we ever could have imagined. We oh, get yeah. a little bit more about him. He... he uh, so with Sindri, the deal with Sindri, I, I remember it was messed up, but I didn't remember the specifics. And basically, he like Sindri was an actress he like admired, and when she died, he dug her up and brought her back with, against her. I mean, you can't really get consent from a dead body, so no. yeah. But but yeah, like against her will, brought her back and just made her his slave. Yeah. I don't know what all that entails, but you know, use your imagination. Dress but, like a pervert, act like a pervert. Yeah. And so, I mean, you get, you get like just, just enough with them. I think, I don't think Hogback also needed like a long flashback or anything. He's just a creep. No, because <laughs> we all, enough. we also got the good confrontation with him and uh, Chopper. Which, Chopper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that like, that's enough, like, you know, just kind of like the juxtaposition of like, oh, you know, I, I became like a great doctor because like, you know, it just kind of like was a way to success. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't yeah. really care about people. I mean, it's very two dimensional. Ni nihilist. Uh, yeah. Doctor villain. I right. mean, I mean, but, but, you know, it's a good juxtaposition him and Chopper and, you know, Chopper becoming like disillusioned when he was originally excited to meet him and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked that. It was a good little wrinkle. Everybody, I, I was surprised at how much everyone got to do kind of like that's what i was going to say yeah like, the thing 
Um, for the most part. That, that we're still at a point, it seems, that Oda's able to more or less get everybody like a good moment or two. Because the story hasn't been as strong. Okay, I say strong, but I mean, like, story is very prominent in, like, Wano. Right. So there's a lot of just sort of, like, things you have to talk about all the time with, like, history and, and the samurai and stuff. But, like, here, I mean, yeah, there's <laughs> the not, plot is, there's like, not we're much. on a scary island. <laughs> <It's a> spooky <laughs> boat. Scary boat, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Barco, thriller, thriller Bark is bark is based on the Spanish word for boat. Right. So Michael Jackson thriller, thriller ship. Uh... <laughs> So, it, oh man, if only Django had showed up there, because Django's <laughs> basically right. just a Michael Jackson ripoff from, yeah. from like Billie Jean. And the other, th- the, before I forget to bring it up, um, we mentioned last time how, um, how, oh crap, uh, Gecko Moria uh, looks so much like a uh, Tim, Tim Burton Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas character. So, someone like, in the SBS, someone like sent a letter and yeah. it's like, Thriller Bark looks a lot like, you know, um, Adam's family and Nightmare Before Christmas. Did you did you draw any inspiration from these? And Oda kind of like <laughs> sidestepped it. He was like, I watched a lot of movies you, to prepare for and you know drew to draw inspiration you, from. You it's watched like, Nightmare yeah, Before Christmas. We, we <laughs> like, know, man. <laughs> it, it is a good design. It, I mean, it, it's not a ripoff of anything specifically. No, no. Like it's not, I mean, not it, at all. it it is looks like it's so good of a design that, and it seems so inspired from it that I could be like, oh yeah, Gekko Moria was supposed to be in Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, right. I could believe that, but yeah. So, I mean, this this whole rest of this arc is basically just like uh, Orr's wreaking havoc. Yeah, the majority of it, that's what it is. I mean, because we're, we're done with, uh, oh, not, 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 not Sindri, the other one Corona? who would be. Corona, yeah. Corona. She, she's basically... She has a little bit more in this, but basically she just decides after she kind of Bye. comes to her senses um, after being beaten by Usopp's uh, pessimism. Basically. Uh, um, yeah. she, she gets her folks who are like more devoted to her than to uh, Moria. Moria or um, Hogback. And she's just like, uh, we're just going to take all the treasure and get out of Steal here. Steal the Thousand Sunny. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, more on that later. Of more what, on that later, yeah. Well, we, because someone else shows up and right. he gets involved with Corona. But yeah, so more, So yeah, uh, that, that really is all that's left then. Uh, the Ors and it's, Moria. It's turn. a long projected projected fight against Moria and Ors, basically. First, basically. it's just Ors, but protracted. I really... Protracted, sorry. Yeah, I, it's okay. as I said that, I was like, wait, I know I said that wrong, but I'm not going back. But anyway, I got called out. So... Uh, <laughs> Moria, or rather, or is the Ors fight? I I really like this set piece. I, the, everybody gets to fight together. You see this, yeah, and pretty rarely in Shonen actually. And, and yeah, and, and again, just like how everyone kind of got their own like one on one moments, everybody does at least one thing. They do like a combo attack, like Chrono Trigger with another character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's like a great establishing shot, kind of like right before the Ors fight really gets going, where all of the like non luffy straw hats uh actually it's i guess yeah, that was yeah. Really everybody good. except luffy and um and nami basically I think. nami is still kidnapped by absolute or I don't yeah, know, I forget. yeah she's running yeah. away from the there is something we need to mention about that but we can get to yeah. that later uh, okay like, yeah like frankie has made like nunchucks out of the pillars <laughs> so fucking cool <laughs> so good i was i was gonna point to it and be like walter how cool is that <laughs> yeah 
Oh, it's so good. And it's basically like, hey, the Straw Hat crew is pretty badass, huh? Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, don't underestimate your crew, which like it is it is cool. Like it and, and everybody is pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. U- Usopp really does kind of look like Bloodborne Usopp in that in that image <laughs> yeah. too. Like You could <laughs> maybe make that a thing, kind of. <laughs> like it's not it you might have to kind of bullshit a couple items like of, of attire, but you could maybe sort of kind of make that outfit. <laughs> I don't know if you could make someone who looks like Usopp necessarily. Yeah, how, I know. I mean, the character creator in Bloodborne is like pretty robust. Can you give them that long of a nose? Very, very. You long can nose. make you can make Eustace from from Curds Cow- Cowardly Dog, and it really fucking looks like him. Man. <laughs> that one's yeah. so funny. I think they, they give you a lot of robust tools for the chin for your and sliders. Jaw. Yeah, yeah. Like you can make a really big, strong chin and jaw. You can, for, you can make something that looks like God's mistake. You basically can make human God's mistake, which yeah. I, I mean, I guess that could be offensive, but 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 it's kind of funny what people make. Um, yeah, the it's just it's just a long and, and like I mean, Luffy does eventually become involved, but it Luffy, it doesn't really a hundred percent feel like Luffy is, is like it, definitely it, did all of it. Right? Is it that Luffy? How did he get separated from the again? Was it that Ori just kind of like smacked him away? <sighs> he was chasing Moria. That's right. He was chasing. He was chasing Moria. Moria, and then Moria tricked him with a shadow. He chased Moria like into the forest, away from that's where everyone it, was that's fighting. It. Yeah, and, and then he Moria, grabbed the shadow. He's like, "I gotcha!" And then Moria, we learned, can switch places with, with his shadow. shadow at will. His power is Pretty really OP. cool. Yeah. Um, it. Uh. Yeah. So. So basically, uh, he he got tricked by Moria. Right. Because Moria is a trickster. That and, is uh, that is his thing. Yeah. And I, I wrote down a couple of highlights of like the the combined powers. Uh, Frankie makes steps through the air. That is very good. He constructs that is so good. He does a Looney Tunes ass. Yeah, like, it's so Looney. Again, <laughs> a, a frequent point of reference for when talking about One Piece, and probably the reason why I love it is just there is a lot of Looney Tunes energy at point. It'll hit that, you out of nowhere. That, like, that it'll is, be yeah. Yeah, that's that's like something from like that Wiley e. Coyote would do. Yes, yeah, he'd have, like, and then he'd look down, but as long as you don't look down and notice yeah, that you you're building ne- on nothing. You never look down. Rookie mistake. Yeah, Frankie and Chopper attack. Uh, Robin holds oars in, like, a suplex, or I, I don't know what you call it when you just hold them back, basically, I don't know. Like, no, like no, you no. restrain them, and then Zoro attacks, and then, oh, what was the one, the coolest one the to me was one. when they send Brooke out as an <laughs> arrow. very complicated. An electrified arrow with, well, this is when Nami joins them. <laughs> yeah, but, Nami... She uses thundercloud tempo and he spins yeah. <laughs> and and the Usopp th- shoots him through yeah Usopp. slingshot type thing <laughs> yeah um and she there's like him. the like the straw hats Megazord thing. God, docking was... docking yeah. yeah okay so I wasn't sure what that was actually supposed to do but it's basically just a joke go ahead right Walter. right yeah. it, it's. The and Robin's reaction to that when she's like, you know, don't ever ask me to do that again. <laughs> like she, she first like just um, she isn't there and she's like, you know, I, I refuse to do that. And then later they're like, oh, we got it. We didn't even get talking. I find it. Much. I find it shameful as a human being. She says something <laughs> like that, and her face looks so serious. Yeah. She looks. She looks really kind of pissed. And yeah, it, it basically looks like like everyone's standing on Frankie, and they all kind of look like. I forget the word he uses. It's like super straw hat. I, I don't know. Super something. Yeah. Megazord. And I guess it was supposed to just like different straw hats were the arms. It's stupid. But it didn't work. <laughs> Zoro, Zoro and Sanji were the legs. Usopp was the. No, Zoro the... wasn't part of it. No, Zoro. Was... 
He's like, mm, didn't get involved in that. Someone else was in the legs. Oh, it must have been Chopper. The... It was Usopp, no, Chopper, Chopper was the head. Sanji. It was Zoro. It was Zoro. Okay. I'm, I'm like 95% certain Zoro and Sanji were each a leg. Uh, Usopp was the right arm. Uh, Chopper was the head. And then so by implication, Robin was probably supposed to be the left arm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... It's it's basically like, you know, an excuse for everyone else to get their, you know, time to shine again, as we mentioned. Yeah, it, um, it, it's really cool. Um, there's a lot uh, of You're moments. right. Okay, yeah. For some reason, I thought Zoro wasn't involved. I don't, I don't know why. But anyway. Um, meanwhile, Luffy runs into the, uh, okay, yeah, the this, zombies from... This, so these were zombies that have been here for a while. Right, they are people who had their... The, Shadows, shadows taken, taken and they've just been on thriller work for a while right. they are called the oh my god I, I wrote their names down the rumbar pirates are brooks crew um nobody's lola's yeah. lola's crew lola's crew the proposing captain lola or something because she right. proposes to all these men it's kind of funny yeah um but so lola is she she actually is sort of important but we don't know this yet right we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later but lola Lola's shadow is in that boar thing that wanted to marry Absalom. Right, which is what I was referring to earlier. Like <laughs> it's the, a good scene. Yeah, the, yeah my, that, my friend scene with Lola and Nami. Yeah, that um, Nami. I guess we kind of like went out of order, but that's fine. I, I, uh, it's fine. I think it's better this way. Better to just kind of jump around and so yeah. minutia. Um, how. Nami was captured at the end of last time, you know, kind of unconscious, and she's about to be married. And Sanji stops her, and then Absalom steals her again, and right. finally Lola shows up. Right, Lola, the, the warthog, and yeah, it's a, it's a good, you know, she's like, oh, you know, Nami, you were my friend, and, you know, she basically <laughs> keeps Absalom. She pretends to be mad at her, but she's like, right. she winks and goes, yeah, I know you're trying to get away from him, so let me do myth and my thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. It was a good, um, it was endearing for, for Lola. I think yeah, character. I thought she was, she was a good, like, you know, brief character. I mean, yeah, kind of brief because she's the same character, but also not really. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So I think it's about time to say, because this character arrives before they actually really do anything important. Okay. We want to get to Zach's favorite character that, that appears in this part. Bartholomew Kuma. Who kind of just shows up on Thriller Bark. Yeah, he's the one who interrupts, uh, as we mentioned. Corona. Corona. Um, Corona. Corona. <laughs> Corona the beer. Um, I wish I could find it in s- six packs of yeah. cans. It's always in 12, but it's so much better in cans because the clear glass makes it go skunky. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kuma is a warlord. Does anyone want to describe what Kuma looks like? I okay, think I so- described him before, but yeah. You go yeah, so yeah. Well, I think I think we've seen him one other time. Um, I I actually think it was in the first cha- the chapter where Doflamingo uh, is first introduced. Yeah, right. Yes. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kuma is just this gigantic man, um, who extremely top heavy. Yeah, very top heavy. Big big chest, long arms, tiny legs. Um, it's a good design. He, um, as his name kind of suggests, he has a bit of a bear theme. He has like bear <laughs> prints on his jacket and on his pants, uh, like right. paw prints. Um, and he is just the absolute weirdest character. He has like He's a very big, weird. like, 
he has like a target on his chest. He carries an actual Bible. Um, in, in case you were wondering, it says Bible. So <laughs> like, no questions. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. Um, this this does raise questions about the history the, of the One Piece world that we might that that would take hours to talk about. Like, and, does anyone? And like, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, does Jesus exist in this world? Everything. Uh, I mean, you could get into etymological. <laughs> etymological. They, you could just say it's you like could, the yeah. Bible of their world. It's just right. sort of a creation myth or something. Right. Sure. Or, yeah. You know, just like because it is. Isn't Bible? Doesn't that basically just mean book? Biblia. Yeah. 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 But, but regardless. Kuma is just like the cat, like stuff we're not going to get into in this episode. But I love him so much because even even stuff in this in this episode that we're going to talk about, he's the catalyst for like so many interesting ideas and like storylines. But he's like such a low key character, and even now, you know where we are, you know past chapter one thousand, there's still so much like unexplored territory with him. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I think Oda might be realizing he's like, fuck, I made too many characters. <laughs> like, I, but no, I mean, I, I trust that things will, that Kuma, Kuma is definitely going to be explored. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they introduce him in this interesting way of like, yeah, you're right. Like, he is pretty kind of low key and sort of calm, but also threatening. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really have, I mean, on the face of it, besides him being big, like he's not really that threatening of a design, I don't think. No, not like at he all. just kind of looks like big. a dude. Like it's like, oh. The thing that okay. <laughs> now this is partially me being influenced by his name because this is another bear. He looked like his body reminds me a lot of a massive teddy from Persona Four, okay, just with like a yeah. human's head on top. Uh-huh. No, you know he he kind of looks like Kronk or something. Like yeah, his hair because he has the um. <laughs> Kronk. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's half Teddy, half Kronk. He does Kronk, have the yeah. hair. Yeah, he, he's got. Oh, I don't man. know if he has. A... Oh man, now whenever he appears again, I'm gonna read him in uh, Patrick Warburton's <laughs> that, voice. That, you know what? I don't remember what he sounds like in the dub, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhat. Oh hey, Gekamoria. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, he does. We, we could we could do a reading from the. Um, we're not doing this, but from where I could I could do Gekko Moria's voice, I could try. But so now, no, now um, if this was the DC three cast, I would say <laughs> if Kuma is David Putty, <laughs> uh, and then we would go on a thirty minute tangent. But I digress. Well, we're we're Seinfeld heads too. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> so so like, um, what's the we, word we get just for? like kind of like. So he scares Perona. He like almost sends Perona somewhere. Like he he uh, he he begins to show what his power is. Like he seems to be able to teleport. Right. Um, he seems to be able to send people flying with his hand, which is Um, which isn't really made clear at this point. No, at least maybe I wasn't reading. Uh, I just thought he was making people disappear. The visual cue is weird. I think. I think they're not, you're not supposed to know what's happening yet, but right. he is sending people flying. They're just going so fast. You can't see. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if he does it every time, but many times he like, he will ask them like, where what, what is like it? It's like, go? yeah. Where would you like to go if on vacation want... or what's your right. favorite yeah. vacation spot or something that's like that? Oh, them. I see what's happening. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. You see? You see? <laughs> You were wondering, did I didn't I, ask you about that? I didn't yet. think of that. I'm a dummy. Yeah, that's where he's that's sending. That's so them. good. So like he, 
they they create this sort of like weird like is he benevolent is he malevolent sort of thing right. but he's there to tell Gekimoria that uh there's a new warlord there's a gap in uh what's it called a vacuum of power now because right. you gotta have seven you gotta That's have seven cool um crocodile's gone he's in jail and the reason this pit and this is what kind of fires Gekimoria up to go fight the straw hats more directly is that Kuma basically implies that he's like, well, you know, Straw Hats are pretty powerful. Um, we Might don't be too wanna, tough for you. We don't want another warlord uh, going missing. And he's like, what the fuck are you implying that I'm, you know, I, I'm not strong enough? Okay, all right, fine. And so he goes off to uh, fight against the Straw Hats in a very interesting way. He, <laughs> Starts off interestingly. He is basically uh, <laughs> piloting oars like an Ava. <laughs> yeah, and there's a really so so before Ors could not stretch. Ors uh, had Luffy's shadow, was doing Luffy's attacks, but but he was just using his lo- naturally long reach. Right, but now it seems once Oria Oria <laughs> Oria. Okay, yeah, I guess that's like the that's their fusion name. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> once Moria gets inside of Ors and starts piloting him, he uh, Ors seems to be able to stretch, which right. is explained. And it actually does make sense. It's pretty the, clever. I'll, I gotta it, give it Oda is. that. It, it's it's a pretty it, uh, clever rendition of like shadow so, powers. So um, Moria controls shadows. So what he does is he makes the body obey the shadow. Right, so instead he, of the he opposite. Can, he can manipulate the shadow, which I think makes perfect sense and is pretty cool. Maybe not um, perfect sense, but it, there's a logic I mean, to there's it. a logic that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of like One Piece explanations of things, it, it's it, pretty coherent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and so he continues to fight the Straw Hats. I uh, want to talk about this one goat badass moment. Oh, sure, that, we'll get to that, and then go to what's uh, going on with Luffy. That that Robin has, which I forgot about it. I forgot this happened, and like for a second, you think, like, holy shit. Okay, so like you know, and, and even when I was like reading the fight, I'm like, why doesn't Robin? I was like, Robin has a long range power. She could maybe grab Moria in there. She fucking does. She uses like 80 hands to like pull his head back, and fucking snaps his neck. <laughs> but of course that's not fatal. Well, it would have been, but right. he switched places with his shadow. Right. And so he actually, he, he like gets pissed off at this. He's like, oh, that was a pretty good trick, but uh, I'm going to take your shadow now. So he takes he takes Robin's shadow. And he's and he's sort of like, um, you know, um, defeating the Straw Hat crew yeah, he's, one he's by get, one. He's getting a bunch of, he gets but, Robin's, he gets... Uh, because Sora and Sanji's were already taken. They're so already taken, That's so they're done. But like, um, I, I think Robin's is the only shadow he gets yeah, from he gets it, but he point. knocks he knocks out like Chopper and stuff. Yeah. But Luffy is getting powered up, right? So, so as, as we said, he met these other zombies, yeah. and they've been like, I, I forget <laughs> so how weird. they've been doing. They've been like harvesting shadows. So apparently, like Moria's power doesn't really like it. It's sort of indiscriminate. Like you can just use the shadows yourself if you want. Right. Like, so they've been like... I'm still kind of confused as to how they found the shadows. Like, wouldn't he be, like, extracting I, them and, like, taking them? I'm not I think sure. They, I th- they were using salt. Right. They were they were expelling the shadows by throwing salt in the zombie. That's right. That's right. And so... we're just covering them, yeah. Right. So they had all these shadows, and they're like, you know, if you, like, just eat shadows, if you absorb them into yourself like a video game, you get more powerful. Yeah. And they're like, we can only take one, but Luffy, you can probably take, like, a hundred... And so Luffy's like, all right. They, they, force, <laughs> they force feed him like hundreds of shadows. A hundred shadows or something. A yeah. hundred, yeah, because later uh, Moria has like a thousand. But, right. Um, and he like yeah. 
because I remember, I remember when I like I, I was reading. I've been reading it in uh, the paperbacks. The paperbacks, and like I get to the cover of this volume, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like there's like blue big Luffy. hulking blue Luffy. It's got the uh, it's got the docking as well. The, the docking <laughs> is hard to explain. If you <laughs> I'm, it. I'm looking at this cover, and I'm like, what is this? It's yeah. a good. T- it's a good cover. Um, oh yeah it is yeah. and like moria's behind it's like okay well i get moria sure and then it's like nightmare luffy and docking it's like what the <laughs> fuck yeah so basically luffy just hulks out with the shadows and just becomes more it's, it's just a straight uh power increase right of course mm-hmm. limited amount of time and as the straw hats are being knocked out luffy makes it back and he starts he basically just because Oris has already been fighting the straw hats for a while he's pretty easily beaten back yeah there's there's something about like you know his i forget is it his right or his left arm one of his arms uh or his right arm is is uh is fake so it's not the original it got it had got he had lost frostbite yeah and he froze to death and so they were trying to weaken that and they did and so ors was kind of had some hp missing he was maybe down to like 40 (laughs) percent and luffy took away the rest basically and uh he kind of knocks ors out like like the first big knockout and of course there's sort of like a um a recovery period for a refractory the... period yeah <laughs> gecko moria came and then he, and then he had to... <laughs> okay oh no okay i can't i can't linger on that image very long um so yeah um like luffy loses the nightmare power right after a bit and it's like oh shit you know Moria, Moria got knocked out for a bit, but like he's still alive, and the Straw Hats are like slowly recovering, and like everyone's sort of like, "Come on, Straw Hats, you can do it. Your only hope." Like Lola's pirates are just basically treat them like their saviors, mm-hmm. which I guess they kind of are. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and like the sun's coming up, so they have to defeat Moria. They have to get Moria. So, so what I'm confused about is like we have to get Moria to say the shadows must return to their owners, but they don't. They don't really have to do that. All they apparently all they have to do is knock Moria out, which I thought he was knocked out, but I guess not definitively. Not long enough. enough. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. So so Moria does have like a final trick of his sleeve, and it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it looks because yeah, it's basically what Luffy just did, where he like. But of course, he's like the Shadow Master. Yeah, so so, just as he said, a thousand of them becomes. He just absorbed all of all of through the Bark Shadows and. But it's kind of cool because, like, he can't really... It's so much that he can't really do much. Right, he becomes, you know, kind of feral. (laughs) Yeah. Feral Gekko Moria. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, like, like, um, Luffy uses Gear 3 to, like, eventually get him to, like... He knocks a building over on him and gets him to, like, basically vomit up the shadows. Yeah, the... I, I, one minor complaint is I thought that the final Mm. Luffy-Moria fight wasn't that interesting. Yeah, I thought this... The crew fight was the best part. Uh, yeah, every and with Moria. I, I liked all the. I, I liked the crew fighting uh, Moria and Ors. I liked Luffy fighting Ors pilot by Moria. Yeah, but I, and I thought that Moria, like you know, hulking out was, um, cool, was kind of cool. But then the actual I, fight was just kind of like, oh. I think it should have lasted like maybe two or three chapters. Like I, the Shadows Asgard thing, like it didn't feel, it didn't feel as epic as I think it should have been because sure. he like he he went down so fast like yeah it, it's fine though i mean like he was on his last legs clearly and so you know moria's done for and it's like what else could possibly happen like 
you know? And then Nami's like, oh shit, I forgot to tell them about Bartholomew Kuma. All right, because Nami. Nami saw saw Kuma at the dock. And so Kuma shows up and is like, oh, I guess I should like, you know, take the straw hats to the world government. And at this point, like only Zoro is still, is still conscious. Yeah. And they kind of have a little talk about, you know, Zoro's like, I won't let you take Luffy's head. So I guess like, you're going to have to settle for me. Uh, for, so he's basically, he talks him down and he's like, you'll settle for me. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, he, he decides yeah. that that's, which is kind of like, as we were saying, it's kind of ambiguous as to like whether Kuma is like really a bad guy. Or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, not he basically great, just, uh, Gekko Moria called him like the government's dog. Like he just does anything the government wants him right, to right. do. And so he wants to defeat them because he's like, you guys can't know, no one can know that Moria is done for. Like right. that we have another opening in the in the Warlords. So... So, you know, he first talks him down to, you know, just, hey, just fight me. And if you beat me, then you can take my head, just leave my captain. And it is like kind of like, you know. It's a good defining sort of character moment for him. I think it's like, okay, like Zoro is very loyal to Luffy. Like, yeah. With, and, and like, you know, we don't really, we haven't had much of like Zoro's relationships with the crew. He Since seems a little original yeah. distant, but but I mean, he obviously cares for them. I mean, yeah. it's sort of just like he's the guy that always has to pretend he doesn't care or whatever. So I'm the guy who sucks. Plus, I've got depression. <laughs> I don't the think goes. I um, think Zoro just is like very single minded, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just Kuma I just talk. came across Kuma talk. <laughs> I well I was just flipping through and I came to a panel that is another another reminder of why I love Kuma so much when he <laughs> reveals his his devil fruit and he shows he, his hands. He shows his hands and he has the paw prints on his palms and he says yeah. I ate the paw, I ate the paw paw fruit and became a paw palmed man. <laughs> oh, that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the this is one of the biggest disconnects between like what the fruit nominally does and the actual powers. I'm just like, yeah. what on earth so, does this have this to is, do with it? This is one of the most like unbelievable moments where like like I can sort of believe like people watching someone whose devil power they devil fruit power they don't know being like, oh, I see what's happening. Everyone here just becomes a genius. They're like, oh, I see. He's reflecting the air together and making a bomb out of the air, and the air is um, the air bubble is paw shaped. Right, right. like and Law's power <laughs> makes perfect sense compared to this. Law's, Laws is also like there's a couple powers in One Piece that I call like partially bullshit powers. Like like Laws is also this way a little bit, but it makes way more sense. Makes than way more sense. Of, of course, my favorite characters are the ones with bullshit nonsense <laughs> powers. That yeah, 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 and so. So Kuma and Zoro fight. Kuma, I mean, his power is kind of neat, though. I mean, like, they I don't, don't really, really understand fight. it. They, no, they kind of do. Um, they do for a bit. And he then tries. he, like, does this thing where he's, again... You find out Kuma what? is a cyborg. Or, yes, like, yes, that's right. Yeah. We find out he's a cyborg. He's called a pacifista, which I don't think Oda knows that means pacifist, but they say... <laughs> I'm sure he knows, <laughs> but doesn't care. Well, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting because of okay, something I guess it's, else that we're yeah. going to learn later. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Because he, he's also very adamant that he's very he's different from Frankie, even though he's also a sidebar. He right. mentions that. Well, but okay, we so really... I will say this. Like, okay, it does make sense. I, I was being a little mean, but like, right. yeah, pacifista obviously means like pacifist. And he's like, I'm a weapon of the world government, but incomplete. And also I was made by Vegapunk. 
Another Vega. My fucking white whale of One Piece. We got another Vegapunk (laughs) reference this week. And like this, this like weird picture of Vegapunk they show, like they they show this long body and like a doctor's jacket and no face. I'm like, this is the most we've ever gotten of what he looks like. (laughs) And so, you know, just, just more lore teasing basically. And so like Kuma sort of acknowledges like how strong Zoro is. And he's like, okay. Then he does this thing, which again, what is this related to the paw? He like creates this paw-shaped bubble of Luffy's suffering and pain. Yeah. I, <laughs> I want to get to the I want to like be like okay, paw-shaped okay. bubble. Okay. I'm following you kind of. I the you making a bubble that's the shape of the paw. Because it's called paw paw fruit. Sure. But yeah, as you said, he's like this contains all of Luffy's like suffering and pain. I don't think I think we simply just don't know the extent can, of this. Can of this you power. can you tolerate this sorrow, you know? Um, it's cool in theory, but it's very weird. It's like, very weird. <laughs> very, <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Um, I, I simply just don't, I think we just don't know the full sure, extent. I'm sure. sure we'll get like, oh, it's like how we didn't know Doflamingo's power until technically until like Lost does it in like the, the first third of Dressrosa. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, he uh, passes this little bubble of, he's like, he's like, if you can truly, if you can stand this, like this will kill you. Like, like it's like spoilers. It doesn't kill Zoro, but like. <laughs> Like Zoro goes, oh, like he he, and he like when when everyone else wakes up, like Zoro's like covered in blood, covered in blood, and it's a pretty famous picture. He's his eyes are like totally black, and Sanji asks, "This is a pretty cool scene." Sanji's like, "What happened?" And Zoro's like, "Nothing happened." <laughs> and so basically, no one knows what happened with Kuma because everyone was knocked out, right? But but some people learn of it, and you see like Robin learns, Sanji yeah. learns. Yeah, that was pretty. Robin how, uses like, Robin, her ear. She, like, has yeah. her ear. And she's like, oh, she's I see. Like, hmm. Yeah, she has a lot of little moments where she's like, hmm, I see. Oh, yeah, when Kuma's explaining his pawpaw fruit, she has like, she has a very serious <laughs> look on her face, and then there's like a little thought bubble that shows like a very cute kitten holding yeah, up she's his like, paws. Is that what that is? <laughs> but no, it's a bear paw. I wonder if Kuma's parents named him. Wait, no, he's a cy- No, cyborg is like part biological, part part robot right so yeah yeah go ahead well no yeah i was gonna i'm sure he was born like a normal human and then altered maybe maybe not i don't know yeah it's it's dragon ball that gets it wrong that androids are not like typically the typical use of the term android is not human so technically the androids in dragon ball are technically cyborgs right i think Yes, they they are, and but they keep calling them androids. Androids are well. Fully some of them account. are. Some of them yes. are right. Six, sixteen is act. Sixteen and nineteen are actually androids, androids. and then seventeen uh-huh. and eighteen are cyborgs. And twenty. Don't forget twenty. Twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Doctor Juro. Juro had a cool. He had a cool cyborg body because his brain was like, or his yeah, head. Was, yeah. Yeah. When he knocked off his cap, he had the brain. Yeah, it was cool. But so I think so. It's like good brain. It's called genes. <laughs> he <laughs> so so kuma kuma goes he's like all right you know i have my honor you know and so you know zoro took, so, took yeah, the pain yeah zoro so, has like talked him down from kill luffy okay don't kill luffy just kill me instead give me the, okay just yeah. just let let us go and kuma basically does it <laughs> yeah, and he like, does get sort finisher. of yelled at later for yes this, he gets but, chewed out oh I, I totally forgot to say this but but um Blackbeard replaced Crocodile. Oh yeah, we forgot as to a warlord. That I think that might have this might have, and we still don't know. We don't know what happened with the Blackbeard Ace fight. Exactly, we know we Blackbeard know became that, a warlord, and Ace is in jail. Yeah, Ace he's kidnapped, prison. so he wasn't killed. 
He wasn't killed. He's Which in. Which is what Impl- I was wondering. Impel down. He's in Impel down. That's why we go to Impel down. And so we get this is this is the part I want to say that everyone comes back together. We get Lola and her crew. Lola tells them what beaver cards are, which is really important. These like little pieces of paper that are like your life force and like they... it's like the Patrick Bateman scene. You know? <laughs> what? Oh my beaver... god! It's <laughs> all their beaver cards look the same though. They're just little <laughs> yeah, scraps of paper, scraps and like paper. they kind of like if you put it down, it goes like whoosh, whoosh, it starts to like go towards where the uh, the um, the thing it was the person torn off from. who yeah yeah, and so but it also shows you like the state of the person who owns it. And Lola looks at Aces and, and she's like, oh my God, that person's in danger. And so Luffy's like, oh shit. Like at first, at first he's like, yeah, uh, but that's okay. We don't need to go after Ace just now, but maybe they will eventually go after Ace. And of course, I won't say this, I won't say who this is, but Lola's like, my mom is a really famous pirate. And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> probably and, uh, won't come up again. Probably won't ever find out who that is. But so yeah, there's, there's the obligatory party on thriller bark after big party and it leads to the brooks really good brooks backstory flashback i think one of the better integrated cut through with like yeah. present and past scenes i think it all makes sense and it works really well emotionally in comic form yeah let's take a quick break and then we can talk a little bit more about uh, brooks uh, sure. backstory in detail yeah so we'll be right back in just a minute Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week, we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month, we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, we are back. Uh, we are going to be starting off talking about the flashback scene before we get to Shabandi. Yeah, Shabandi. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, it's we, we've heard we've heard a little bit about Brooks past, but of course this is One Piece. We don't just hear about it; we gotta see, we gotta have the flashback scene. So as everyone's parting, um, there was some dialogue earlier that, where Brooke mentioned, and we learned, mm-hmm. which I think we've talked about before, that um, how he knew Laboon the whale. Yes, he wants to be reunited with Laboon. Right, and so we get this uh, kind of uh, retrospective, we get to see what Brooke looks like when he was not a skeleton, this is which a, is very cool. Yeah, he looks, he's just a tall guy with with the same hair. Same hair. Glasses, little like John Lennon. We never see his eyes. No, we don't. Because he has sunglasses. He doesn't have eyes now. Yo-ho-ho. Yo-ho-ho. Um, so this is a really good flashback, I think. It's, I think it's one of the most like sort of strongly... It feels very confidently plotted out and formatted and sort of uh, blocked and framed in in the context of, of the, flashback the like. And all it's that. a yeah. really it was a really good idea to contrast it with the party scene happening in the present. Right. It 
it could have just as easily been like put earlier in the narrative, like when we meet Brooke or whatever. But I, I think suspect he might have wanted to put it when he was telling Robin and Frankie about what possibly. happened. But it was the, way think, better idea to put it. Yeah, here. better to leave it for this, and then like, yeah. I, I mean, the story isn't like too. Uh, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple, um, like you know he. he He's with like a group of what, 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 the Rumbar Pirates. The rum they bar are well pirates. known. They are, as pirates are known for, bringing smiles to children <laughs> with their music. <laughs> Oda has an interesting idea of what pirates do. It's cute. I mean, it's a children's story. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact, and we want Brooke to be sympathetic. We don't want him to be like Eustace Kid killing innocent people <laughs> right. and pillaging. But so. More on that later. <laughs> I, yeah, actually. Um, so. So Brooke is part of this crew, the Rumbar Pirates. He is a, I think he's mainly a violinist, but he says he plays all kinds of instruments. And yeah. in the present, he's playing, playing piano. piano. But but yeah, they, the past. they go about. And as he said, he ate the revive, revive fruit, which until he dies is only just makes him unable to swim. Right. <laughs> so we, we see a little bit of their time where they like come across Laboon um, as baby a little whale. baby whale. Very cute. Because uh, an important thing to notice is this is, 50 years ago. Brooke is quite old. Brooke is 88. Yeah. He's 38 when he died. Now, granted, he's been a skeleton most of that time, so really he's just more perpetually 30. Something. 38. He's he's just Close in the prime of I don't I don't know. <laughs> in anime age, that's that's pretty. That's pretty, ancient. That's, that's pretty yeah, old. Yeah. That's <laughs> like ancient. dying. That's like um, anime mom ponytail yeah. death age. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you call that. Yeah. Um. So. so so yeah, we get a little bit of with him and uh, Laboon and the other crewmates. Like you know, Laboon is attracted by his music and likes yeah. to sing along. And, and he has a different call when he's little. It's Puo. Puo. Instead um, of Puo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so basically, when the pirates decide to you know cross over onto the Grand Line, into the Grand Line, he can't follow them. They which do is, the Harry and the Hendersons thing. Yeah, get out of here, you stupid animal. <laughs> They're like. It is cute, and it does make sense. Like, it's very simple, but they're like, you know, Laboon, you're too small. You can't follow us. But, you know, if you stay here, we'll come, we're back. Gonna, we'll come back around. And by that time, you'll be a big, strong whale, and you can come with us. And we know. Laboon does become a big, strong whale. Yeah, very big whale. Not too long after they cross over to the Grand Line, basically they basically they get, they get attacked. the plague. They get, they get the plague. They get attacked Their by... captain dies. Right, they, and then they like, just get attacked by pirates that use like poison arrows or something. Yeah, and they just are all dying slowly. Yeah, um, and so and so we get like a scene of like you know first the captain dies and Brooke kind of he he doesn't technically become the captain but he's like essentially like acting as captain. Yeah, ad hoc. Like the, other, yeah. the other men like look up to him, and so um, you know there's like a scene and they're like oh you know we've got. Oh, we've still got to see Laboon, and we've got this like you know little seashell type thing. It's a tone dial, tone from dial from Skypea yeah. that that records. It's basically just a record, and yeah. and Brooke keeps it, it in his skull. Yeah, but isn't that funny? But it's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, because and so they record themselves singing uh, Binks Brew, Binks Brew, it, which is the same song that they're singing like as the flashback starts. Yes, in the in celebration. The, in the party. Yeah, and it's it's um yeah, Brooke records it. It's like their final song and they're dying as they sing it. And it's yeah. pretty sad. Yeah, and then um, that's the that's I think what you're referring to as to how like well it's framed. There's like one particularly good, good double double head double page uh thing where it's like cutting back and forth between like the living Brooke playing with his dying uh crew 
and to like the current book playing with all these like new friends and everything. It's really it's, good. It's well done. Um, it's simple but effective. Yeah, contrasting like similar shots and all that of the past and, and the present. I don't know what the song sounds like, but it the lyrics are nice. Like it it sounds I, like ya yo ya yo. <laughs> that would have sucked. <laughs> um. So go ahead. Well, apparently it's in the anime, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure it yeah, is. I haven't actually heard it. <laughs> yeah. <though. laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You had, you had switched to the manga by that point, right? Yeah, I stopped watching after Any's Lobby, okay. so I I heard that that was like the place to if you really want to pick up the manga. Like, I'm sure that I, I think certain parts of like Marine Freight are well animated, but I wasn't gonna sit through. Yeah, all the Thriller Park. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and and I want to I want to point out a couple panels I really liked was like you, you you then see of course like some some shots of Rook in the long span of time where he was all by himself on the boat mm-hmm. and like trying to be positive and being like look I made a forty five degree angle against the wall which I thought was really sad because yeah. he's like oh is this funny and he's like trying to laugh but then you see you see um, Oda draws Brook sort of looking out and you can tell he's like remembering and there, and of course Skeleton Brook has no expression he right. doesn't have a, a face really he can't smile and, he can't and, frown and or yeah, smile, but you can oda, tell he's looking oda he's... is very like you know um strict about that that he doesn't really like he doesn't change the skull shape or the eye shape that much like a little bit a little bit but like you know he doesn't do like what uh american comic artists do with like spider-man's eyes where they like make it really emotive or whatever yeah um, it's, he's, he's pretty it's actually fairly like he doesn't make the like like walter's saying he doesn't make the like eye sockets like a woo like yeah. tunes or something um but but there's you know just something in, in like the way that it's context too i mean he's yeah like by himself thinking in the memories but he's like looking out and i thought it was a really effective drawing of him just like looking it's kind of like the um the lady in pluto the robot lady in pluto hearing about her husband dying oh yeah that's a good her comparison. face her face sort of not changing but you can sort of kind of tell somehow right it's a, it's a, it's all about you know the framing the framing yeah and oh. so yeah this is a really good really good little flashback um it's fairly short but but it doesn't really feel like we're getting like ripped off as far as no, no. the story because it's fairly simple. Yeah. yeah, and it ends as many uh, One Piece emotional flashbacks do with Brooke in the present crying. And he's um, like, "I'm glad I lived," which is nice. And he's, and he's got, got like all these yeah. tears, which which a later SBS clarifies. Someone's like, "Wait a second, Brooke said before that he couldn't uh, he couldn't cry anymore or whatever." And he's like, "Ah." He was talking about tears of sadness, but no matter if you're filled with enough tears of joy, even if you're a skeleton, you can cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Zach, do you want to, do you want to talk about the flashback? Sorry. We kind of, we kind of talked. No, about no, it. I don't have a ton to say about the flashback that you guys didn't already say. I mean, it was really good. And I think like thematically it was very, yeah. it made a lot of sense to put it here rather than earlier like you guys said i think it it, it just plays really well and it's really satisfying yeah because it, um, it, when you get to it i think this is the first time we get a flashback at the end of an arc that's a good point um because robbins is like in the middle between water seven and his lobby yeah and then uh i think nami's nami's is also in the middle of arlong park before all the action kicks off and um, right. choppers is in the middle of drum island yeah like yeah, this is the only one that's yeah, I, th- I think so. Because I think because um I think Brooks is the and, and like when we see Laboon again, oh, I'll probably cry. Um Brooke meets Laboon again. Um but but the the cute thing at the end was he's like, Well, I want 
I want Laboon to see I'm coming from the right way. So he's like, right. We can't just turn around. Yeah. Laboon, can you wait two more years? Cause I'll come back the correct way. Like I've, I've circumnavigated the globe. So yeah. Yeah. So ends. That's basically the end of Thriller Bark. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good arc. Not as good as maybe like not, not as good as, um, Andy's lobby water seven, but fun in its own right. I think so. Yeah, and so and we've got we, a few chapters of Sh- Shabandi to talk about. Shabandi, uh, yeah, we meet a couple. So, so basically, this is all sort of getting us closer to Fishman Island, right? That's the ultimate goal, which is actually quite a ways off. It's a ways off. It's one. at least a hundred or so chapters yeah. away. So, so having that knowledge, I was like, wait a second, they're talking about going to Fishman Island. Yeah, I know and, they're and, not making it to Fishman. Island. Yeah, and so the Straw Hats have a couple chapters where they kind of just have a couple little adventures like they see a round rainbow that was cute yeah and like they see some like weird waves and it, it just some yeah there's fun... one, yeah there's one that's just like a little it, it's kind of it's kind of a signal of filler art goes here for the right. anime yeah and, and and oh zach mentioned this last time there is something that has never been explained as they leave through their bark through the fog they see like the eyes of these giants flash or something something big is in the water and it the eyes flash and that's it and like the the narration is like there are things that have not been I, I don't know it's it's mysterious. There are still Pokemon yet to be discovered. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, that from yeah. the first episode of Pokemon, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so still don't know what that is. Maybe it could just be a weird thing in the One Piece world. It doesn't have to have an explanation. That's but, right. Um, the thing that sort of sets us towards Fishman Island is meeting Kami and Pathbagu. Yeah. Who are who were characters that were in the Hachi. If you remember way back, eagle-eyed readers will remember <laughs> that there was a cover story about Hachi's octopus fritter stand. And Kami and Papagoo, the starfish, Kami's a mermaid, were in it. And Kami's talking about how she works with a Hachi and an octopus fritter stand. Uh, yeah. I wonder who that should be. I yeah, mean, I mean, there's kind of a lot of like dithering around with like, they meet Kami and she's like, oh, we should save Hachi. And they're like, who's, who's Hachi? Hachi... Hachi's my friend who got kidnapped by like some these people called the Flying Fish Riders, which Pretty leads badass. into something I had been telling Walter about for a long time. And oh. I was like, there's a funny joke that pays off here. It's one of the funniest parts of One Piece. It was very funny. And yeah, it 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 really does pay off. Um, so basically we when we see the flying fish riders and they've got this leader who He's like wearing Iron like, Mask Duval. Yeah, he's wearing Duval. like a helmet, like the Dark Souls like helmet. Yeah, it was like uh, a man in the Iron Mask. I, I, I assume <laughs> that at first it was like he was like wearing a suit of armor, but no, it's just kind of his helmet. The rest he's like kind of wearing like like a vest. It, it looks like the the um, armor the guy's wearing in Dark Souls at the beginning. The guy right. who talks to you. Yeah. Yeah, he's also massive as well. He's um, one of those like big tall. One Piece guys. But he's talking about you know like ah the Straw Hat Pirates. They've got the man who ruined my life. Like, <laughs> and what? Whoa. Yeah. 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 Or whatever so eventually you know yeah they can they're like um we um hachi was trying to find us um because if i didn't mention i don't think i mentioned uh luffy kicked a sea monster and out came kami and papagoo and right, right. they had been missing for a while and uh they kami's like oh i think hachi thought we were kidnapped and so he went to these macro fishmen who work for the flying fish rider so we should go look for them and we'll find hachi and so that's Makes how sense. they end up uh, going to the the headquarters of these folks, right. and so basically, Hachi's you know being like held prisoner, and we get a little first look into One Piece's uh, human trafficking. 
Human trafficking is just happening everywhere on Shibandi Archipelago. And then like, particularly, yeah, like once you once you get under the Grand Line, human trafficking is just a thing, apparently. It's just a thing that 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 the um, noble, especially the world nobles, are really into. But yeah, we'll get to them in a little bit. But so Duvall. so yeah, Duvall, <laughs> you know, he makes his appearance and he like again he reiterates like you know you ruined my life. And it's like who you know is it is it Usopp is it Frankie? And it's like no Blackfoot Sanji, and it's like. Uh, well, I guess, you know, when I worked at Baradier, you know. I, They're I, like, who could you, did you offend somebody? Yeah, I could, have, the- I could have pissed somebody off. And he's like, no, it was more recent than that. And it's like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? And so then he takes off his helmet and reveals, like, if, if you recall a joke from the previous arc yes. was that they didn't get a picture of Sanji for his wanted poster. And so someone, like, drew, like, a... Um, Drew like approximation. a like, yeah approximation, which looked very like goofy and you know it kind of looks like Sanji. It kind of looks like Sanji charitably. Kind of, like looks <laughs> looks like a busted Sanji. Basically, uh, yeah. It looks like his stunt double in the Spaceballs <laughs> game. Right, right, right. Um, and he looks exactly so. Duvall looks exactly like uh, Sanji's wanted poster. It's so funny. And so and so he's basically been like ostracized because people think he's like he's been harassed, chased by bounty hunters, yeah. chased by the, the government. He's like, you ruined my life. And apparently, he's got some like he's got that accent that they always translate into like a hick accent. Basically. Oh, that Kirby. <laughs> Like Kirby back in action. He sounds like King DDD and Kirby, the Texas the Texas accent, which honestly was a good localization choice. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> One of the better four kids dubs. True. Um because Kirby is very much four kids. Four kids. Um so Duvall Yeah, we I mean the fight itself it's it's fine. What what's good is how it ends. It's it's funny. It's just supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's just um San- it ends Sanji- so Oh. This was this was somewhat foreshadowed with Lonzi. <laughs> Sanji has a weird ability to like rearrange your face. Does this does this come up again? I don't think so. Okay, but so like you know, he, the ch- the chapter with where he fights Duvall like ends with him just kind of repeatedly like kicking him in the face, and it just kind of ends with him like crumpling. Yeah. But then in the next chapter, you see <laughs> he's like turned him like into like you know looking like very like handsome, like, like a, a like a little kid's idea of what a handsome man yeah. looks like, like Hildebrand like, in Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and so like he, it's really I was laughing out loud at this actually, like and and also Duval has this really cute like bison thing that he rides. Oh yeah, it's very it's cute. really cute. It's called Motobaro, and it, apparently it's just not very strong at all. <laughs> but but he acts like it's like the most powerful thing, but. That's just another thing that makes Duval cool. And so, of course, after Sanji changes Duval's face, he's like, oh, my God, I love you. And and he refers to himself as handsome now. <laughs> he calls himself, like, the handsome riders or something. Like, like they just, they're like, okay, we answer to you now, Sanji, because you changed my face. And, like, he always comes up to wink and it, like, hurts him. Like, he doesn't know how to wink. It's really funny. Like, it, it's hard to describe. Like, it, it's mostly in the way it's drawn. Yes, it's all um, very much visual humor. Yeah, it, it is funny. And so they, they do save Hachi, though. Um, they get Hachi back. Right. But, yeah, so now Sanji can call on the um, Flying Fish Riders. Important later. Kind of like a summon ability in a JRPG. Like, when exactly. you complete part of the story, it's like you can summon these other people. You know, They're like the Mega Sisters, in that you don't give them, <laughs> you don't give them direct Literally commands. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so, good, good job. That's I was awesome. actually trying to remember their name, but you, you got it. Mm-hmm. Spot on. <laughs> Intend specifically. Yes. Yeah. Right. So this leads us to Shibandi because <clears throat> to get to Fishman Island, you have to coat your 
boat in resin. Right. This special resin that lets you be able that lets your boat breathe the resin underwater. from the bottom of the bowl. Yeah, sure. Weed, Yoda weed resin. Yoda, weed Yoda. smoking um, from a bong. Um, so. <laughs> So, so yeah, they, they get to Shivandi. Shivandi is interesting. It's one of the coolest, I think, environmental set pieces in One Piece. It's sort of like a mangrove forest. So there's no real sort of ground, I guess. Yeah. I'm guessing they built sort of ground over it, but it's made up of these mangrove roots. And there's a bunch of different sort of like sections and areas. And the thing that's special about it, is, as we mentioned before, Shivandi... Shabon refers to uh, soap in Portuguese. So like soap bubbles just kind of like naturally, resin bubbles just kind of naturally like are released from these mangroves. And they're sort of like the export of this area. It's weird, but but yeah. they can only be used there. But but so this special resin is what is what coats the ships and lets you go to Fishman Island, which is why they have to stop there. And so, yeah, they get to Shabondi Archipelago, which is where we see that human trafficking is just alive and well here, especially of fishmen. Yes, we get into... Fishmen bit, discrimination. Yeah, because our first experience with uh, fishmen were Arlong. And Nami, Nami's, she, you know, of course, Hachi served with served with Arlong. <laughs> like Arlong was a baby captain. <laughs> hey, fishman saved me in the war, kid. <laughs> yeah, he's like um, Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> no, no, they've... You know, it took, of course, you know, Luffy humorously does not quite remember him at first. How um, can you not remember? I, like, I thought you said Arlong. You mean Hachi? Hachi, yeah. yeah. Zoro does, Gorilla. though. He's like, oh, um, you're you're Hachi. And, yeah. and Hachi's like, I'm sorry I beat you up. And Zoro's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, Nami's like more or less okay with hachi just because yeah she's like you know let bygones be bygones yeah like, hachi's willing to help us now and he's basically not really aligned with i mean arlong's in jail i think but, yeah but so fish yeah. jail fish jail but um going to shibandi we find out like there's different areas like there's sort of a lawless area where you can just sort of do the human trafficking stuff and sort of law uh, other things that that are bad uh and, and against other the law. bad things <laughs> And then there's sort of like a park, an amusement park, and things like that. Hotels, right? Shopping centers, things like that. Um, and this is the first place where we see world nobles. Yes, we've heard about world nobles. They are the residents of Marijoa, the sort of like big sort of imperial city of One Piece, I guess, and the headquarters of the world government. Um, world nobles are weird looking. They look like astronauts with weird hair. They're like astronauts, but they they also like I feel like are kind of maybe maybe this is like a bad reading, but <laughs> um I mean I guess like really it's not like problematic because like historically it's a thing where right. like you know the the aristocracy and the like nobility are you know like inbreeding is kind of an issue yeah, and so right. like you have like a lot of like weird looking people <sighs> yeah yeah and you i feel like that had to be kind of what oda was going mm. for here they got that habsburg chin yeah it's a pretty simplistic view of like evil rich people but i mean yeah because like, these are like the like epitome of evil rich people though right and they get it we get into this a little more in dressrosa actually but like for now i mean it suffice to say that like 
world nobles own slaves and basically like ride them through town and are mm-hmm. just like you know i don't want to breathe the same air as as yeah. commoners and things like that they're right. just they're just bad evil rich people and it's easy to hate they're also in the manga they're called celestial dragons yes there's another name for them i don't know why i, I still don't know where the celestial dragon moniker comes from um but they are the descendants of the creators of the world government right which might be important later maybe 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 not in a certain flashback but the most important thing i think and so so we're here to find somebody who can who can coat the ship in resin right but the most important thing there's a chapter introducing us to nine very important characters because two of them we already know, but very, we get very much introducing. Introduce, just we like get, get like a line or two. We get like one yeah. of the coolest One Piece chapters. It's it, it feels very Quentin Tarantino in a way. Like I mean, I guess it's sort of a facile comparison, but but it's one of the more like sort of snapshot like you know Capone beige, you know, and then the name <laughs> kind of goes across the screen kind of thing, and like a freeze frame of the character. Right. So. The Straw Hats get to a bar where they meet someone named Shockey, who right. knows the, who this, knows this person Rayleigh, the person Rayleigh, that can yeah, know. coat the ship. Yeah. And she mentions that there are individuals called the Eleven Supernovas on on Shibandi who are who have bounties over a hundred million. Two of them are Zoro and Luffy. And the other nine we meet in this chapter. And they're all pretty cool. They're all really cool. Yeah. Honestly, like, um, I, I have them all written down here. But go, go off. I'm just kind of going off of your guys' words because there's from what we've read. Some I don't know that much about still. But. Yeah, there's like, um, there's several. There's at least one that we still that has like, I can maybe count the number number of yeah. times they've been featured on one hand, maybe. Yeah, um, I think the most. Okay, go go ahead, Zach, if you want to. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much we want to get into it. I don't know, but like, uh, okay, I'll just mention them though. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. So, so we've got Eustace Kid, very cool guy. He's like a. Scary they mentioned looking... they mentioned that he murders. Uh, he murders innocents. innocent people and uh, pillages villages and things like that. And which is uh, and, that, and that's that's piratey. And he's that's the pirate-y. best. <laughs> and he's pretty freaking awesome. Because uh, yeah, he's he's, the, he's one of. Uh... Oh, go ahead, Walt. He's been in recent chapters. And I'm like, oh, he seems pretty yeah. cool. He is and then, cool. And then I read this chapter. It's like, oh yeah, he like kills innocents. I'm like, what the fuck? I think, especially lately, he's like one of the best, like Oda designs. Just he's with, really like, good. How wild he goes off with him. Right. We get one of my favorites. Another one, Capone Gang Beige, who was just a stereotypical he's, he's monster just, design from the thirties. He's just Al Capone. He's just Al Capone. He's just like a Looney Tunes monster. Yeah. Um, and he's like just kind of a typical. They call him Father, like Godfather. It's like Oda watched the Godfather and is like, yeah. I wanted I, to put Marlon Brando in. There. I do know what Capone's power is. It's we can't. So we can't good. talk about it now, though. It's we we so gotta good. wait until we can actually bring it's it up. It's one yeah. of the yeah. coolest. It's so good. It's one of the coolest powers. So um, stay tuned. Yeah. So when we get to that, like two years, we from get now. Trafalgar Law. <laughs> Trafalgar Law, Zach. Oh my gosh, Law is like <laughs> the law, we've hinted like. Law is my other favorite One Piece character that we're going to talk about on this episode, and just everything about Law speaks to me. His um, big old mushroom hat. He's got his he, mushroom hat is so good. 
He's got, and he, he like flicks off a kid at some point. He's yeah. like, ooh, this guy's. He's badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he gets hotter later. I think he looks hotter in uh, Punk Hazard, but he is cute. He's he gets that like big long jacket later. Yeah, he looks cute. Um, yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's a, he's a surgeon of death. We don't know what that means. We don't know what that means at this point. I don't want to say too much about him yet. We will talk about him later. He, a he lot. is a quite prominent character He's later on. Quite prominent, yeah. Uh, we get former Navy officer X X Drake. Apparently, it's pronounced Diaz Drake, um, but you um, wouldn't know that from just reading right. the, the manga. Interesting. Um, He's also cool. <laughs> Drake is a, a cool guy. Yeah, he's got like a very Power, now, uh, now I think we've covered all the ones that I know in any capacity. Uh, Basil Hawkins, um, he has like literally appeared in Wano, I think, and used his powers, right. and that's all I know. Right, I've seen uh-huh. Hawkins. Yeah, I, I don't know what his like larger sort of like agenda is. Sure, sure. Um, we get a woman named Jewelry Bonnie, who I literally forgot about. Um, she, she, she's the one who's like barely been in, in the series. Yes, right. Um, we get Scratchman Apu, who is uh, in Wano right now. He's pretty cool. He's from like the he's like a long arm. He's like a guy from uh, the Long Ring Longland almost. I don't think it's the exact well, same people. Yeah, because well, because like so there are normal humans, and then there are like long leg <laughs> humans, and then there are long arm humans. So he's who a long like. He's a long arm man who and, and they got... have like extra joints in their arm. <laughs> he's they got have, like, like piano teeth. Yeah, right. he, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> not related to him being a long arm man, though. That's no, that just he does. <laughs> no, it, it has to do. It might have to do with his power, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Um, uh, we get a Sky Island pirate. Another guy I totally forgot about. Uruj. Uh-huh. Uruj, Uruj. I don't know yeah, how to say. Yeah, uh, I actually can't remember what where he even is. I don't know. I think like, I remember the last time I think we see him, and I think he... I think it was right before Wano. I think he was up with Kaido for some reason. He was, yeah. I was gonna say, and I, I, the reason I was like, kind of like tailing off, I was like, <laughs> I can't remember if like Kaido like <laughs> maybe killed him. I don't remember. I, I, I know. I think something happens. So we'll get to that yeah. later. But and okay, then the last yeah, one yeah. I have here, and I think this covers everybody, is uh, for some reason like a guy on the Kid Pirates, uh, as in Eustace Kid's crew killer who's just a dude with a mask and he's got like long hair he's like i yes, guess he's supposed to be thing. a badass yeah yeah so he so of all of these like luffy and zoro and then kid and killer are the only ones who are like on the same cruise like who, who right are, yeah everyone else is just like the leader of their crew yeah. or sort of just like a a loose cannon <laughs> like right. they're they're it's not clear to me that drake has a crew like, um, Basil Hawkins does, Jewelry Bonnie, I guess she does, and Apu, maybe. Uroge, it's not clear to me uh, that he has a crew. I mean, Law obviously does, the Heart Pirates. Um, uh, what? Beppo. Beppo, man. <laughs> Polar Bear. Beppo. The first two, the first two syllables of Polar Bear uh, reversed. Yes, you're right. <laughs> And uh, Beppo is also the first of a another race of people that we'll come across That's later right. who are very good. That's right. Yeah. So, so this is probably the most important thing we get from Shibandi. We get sort of the major players for the next half of One Piece. 
Mm-hmm. One of them way more important than the others. And and it might not even be clear at this point, like who it is. Um, it's law. Uh, but yeah, I mean, cause like, honestly, I mean, I think at this point law has like one of the least interesting designs. Honestly, he's just like a dude um, with tattoos. Like he just looks like a, a guy a 14 year old would think is cool. Which is cool. And he is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but but we we don't really I, know much besides designs here. Yeah, maybe th- maybe this is just like my bias, all of my biases like rolling out at once. But he really does seem like to me, if Tetsuya Nomura designed a One Piece character, it would be Law. That's yes, what I, I think yes, Law. I because see it. right now, his especially later Law. Yeah, like now, not as much, but like modern law, yes. Like especially early dressers. Like my favorite law design is like late Punk Hazard when he has the long black jacket and the white hat. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks good. But um, <laughs> and then like early dress Rosa, he kind of he gets the like um, he keeps the hat, um, but he changes the outfit slightly because Punk Hazard's cold, so he wears like a long coat. But right now, his design isn't that cool. I don't think. It gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So meet these folks. And um, the main you know, thing that we leave off on is. is Kimi how, getting yeah, she kidnapped. Yeah, get, she gets again. kidnapped by, as we said, the human traffickers. And she yeah. gets thrown in a cell and. Uh, like put taken to the auction house to yeah. be sold. <laughs> it's, because it's, maids are popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we find out that she is sharing. Is she sharing the exact well, same cell? Well, just... Rayleigh is there, and he's, like, close by, and he, right. he uses the, uh, com- what do you call it, like, the Supreme King hockey, hockey. to, like, knock people out. And he's in now, the is this cell. the first mention of hockey? No. Um, Shanks used it to knock people out. That's right, that's right. During, is with uh, the white beard. White so. beard, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. But, so, the big the kind of cliffhanger that we hang up Rayleigh. on isn't just that Rayleigh is... There, we get, like, you know, the very One Piece title card pops up. You get his full name. Silver Israeli. Silver Israeli. And member of the Gold Roger Pirates. Mm So that is... And he looks pretty cool. He's, like, an old guy who, like, you don't get a ton of, like... You get, like, Garp and, like, Silver Israeli are probably the most prominent, like, older guys in One Piece. And, yeah, it's clear this guy is important. And he's, like, you know, he knocks out the people who were harassing Kami... And it kind of that's where chapter five hundred ends. It's like, what's going to happen with Kami? Are the Straw Hats going to right? There's, there's, cause trouble cl- with there's, the world cl- there's clearly more to this guy than just uh, he can coat the ship in resin, right? Um, yeah, and so yeah, that's pretty, uh, good pretty note much to end on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. Is he the? He's the first person that we've met so far who was on on Gold on Rogers. Rogers. I think like. Crew. For sure, yeah, I think so. Well, I, I mean, Shanks so. also was. Yeah, it wasn't Shanks. Yeah, Shanks. A lot yeah, of people it, were. Yeah, I didn't know if we. I couldn't remember if we knew that though. I guess. I guess we did know that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it, we did know. It's that. It's honestly hard yeah, to remember okay. who wasn't related to Gold Roger. <laughs> yeah, or who okay, wasn't. and we knew we knew that Buggy was too. Yeah, right, right, right. right yeah, right. so we knew that Buggy and Shanks were okay. That's Buggy right. and Shanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they grew up together on the ship. But he, yeah. he's he is like the first new person the first person where that is like right uh, i think like there's a very early like design of rayleigh in some of the first chapters mm. he has been around since then oda has obviously had the, an idea for rayleigh right for a long time but so yeah we uh 
this is chapter 500. This is like halfway through. This is like new world shit. Get hype kind of thing. We're, we're so, getting to the new world. Yeah. And so we're going to be reading. Uh, let's see. What is it? Chapters 501 to 525. Sounds good. And which so that's one? going to be which arc? We're going to be well, finishing off Shabondi. And then into the next arc. We'll finish the next little arc and then lead into the next big arc. Okay. Okay. Impel down. All right. Yep. Well, in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at goodbye to a shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And I am at Wilker Fox. And then Emily and I will be back in a couple weeks to talk about March 2021 uh, in Shonen Jump. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thanks.